Grab your Rubux and your models, don't forget my friends to include everyone. The table's set and scenario's picked, now it's time to have fun. Rolling to seas with one eye open, hoping it works this time. Models looking right, an opponent is set, cause we're off the rolling once again. Welcome to the Rolling With Ones podcast, a tabletop hobby podcast. And joining me at the round table of hobby is Jermaine and Andrew. Say hello, lads. How we going? Howdy doody. Been a busy fortnight, obviously, for us all. Um, doing our own our own thing, obviously. Uh, school holidays for you, Jermaine. And Andrew, no doubt you've been busy with a whole lot too. Um, I thought for this one, we, uh, we might discuss a little later on about The Hobbit. All things Lord of the Ring SBG, uh, just how the things are in, over there, and also we might just cover a, another hobby tip as well. Um, but we might start with the what's new in the world of hobby. Um, lads, have you been keeping your ears to the ground? What what rumblings are you having? The only two things that I've seen personally is the new Warcry sets that are coming out. For there's like a one for the Bellacore group. He's like special chosen warriors of Bellacor. And there's like a Rotmeyer, the Horns of Hashut. New warbands that are look a little bit different. You know, both a little are, bit air different. Quote, air quote chaosy. With some over the top helmets and sleeveless arms as all good chaos people are. But yeah. Not too bad. Okay. okay. Uh anything you, Jermaine, that, that you've seen in the new in the world of hobby? Um, not that I've really, nothing that's stayed in my mind, to be honest with you. No. Um, couldn't really, um, unfortunately, I mean, I, you know, you've got the few things that are coming up later in the next couple of months and by the end of the year, you know, with whether it be like some of the games looking at the Warhammer Age of Sigma Temple Fall, uh, Tempest Fall, I should say. Yep. Um, hasn't received, you know, Sigma hasn't had really a ton of video game adaptions, but yeah, it's uh, hopefully coming through and apparently VR. Oh, okay. VR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know about VR. Um, look, each to their own. Um, for me, I've been uh, been interested in following. So Forge World with their Horus Heresy version 2 have been slowly releasing Space Marine upgrade kits for each of the different legions. I am a big fan of this. Um, I am kind of like sitting on some of my Mark Six Marines because of it. I don't want to. I don't want to build them. Don't want to touch them. Just want to leave them as they are and just um, have them with the upgrade kits because uh, my Space Wolves won't use a lot of the, the Mark Six. So the ones that I will use, I will use the upgrade kits for. Um, other than that, the Command has been the big release over in Forge World. The big demon. Um, me and Andrew had a bit of a prior conversation off air about it, but it's one of those models that, again, you'll buy once. Um, and it is, I I would be thinking it's a giant reward. Um, I'm actually going to buy a couple of the Leviathan Dreadnoughts when they're released. Uh, we're getting a bit of delay with that, though. Um, so in Australia, Japan, and New Zealand, they're 
having a bit of trouble sending the sprues across, so we're going to get it a little bit later than everybody else. But you know that that is that is what it is. In 40k, they've got the obviously the chaos release. So um, my big takeaway from that was the chaos cultists. I think they are the pick of the bunch. Um, but you, uh, there are a lot of nice things if you are a big chaos fan. It's a little nice things to get your hands on and and paint there because they've updated a lot of those uh, really really old chaos models which would be really good to see um i think what we'll try to do um it is we'll keep our ears to the ground next time and we'll probably branch out a little bit more and and see what else is happening um obviously i think games workshop kind of dominates this this area a little bit so we'll try and share a little from the other hobbyists what do you reckon fellas yeah for sure Sounds like a plan. Sounds like a plan. All right. Excellent. And we're back. Uh, time to cover the big segment of today's show. So, Lord of the Rings, SBG, The Hobbit, whatever you'd like to call it. We're going to have a little bit of a chat about it. Um, Andrew, it was your suggestion that you uh, wanted to cover this topic and you might like to start at the heroes. So why don't you talk me through that? So I thought it's, it's such a big area to cover, Middle-earth, you know, being the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings, movies, books, other citations, just everywhere. So I think it really gets, you know, everyone involved. And I a little idea I had was your favourite character overall, your sort of favourite faction, if you will, and picking a favourite hero from Thorin's Company and Fellowship. All right, where would you like to start? So, for The Hobbit... Oh, sorry, for the, air quote, Thorin's Company, the uh, character I actually picked was Gandalf. <laughs> was Gandalf? <laughs> Mainly because he, he's a kind-hearted fellow. He likes to troll others, which, you know, there. He has, like, that general leadership charisma, which, you know... I myself show signs of at times. Not many, but there has been a couple of times where I have, you know, felt like a bit of a Gandalf myself. And I am growing a little bit of a, you know, silver beard now, so fingers crossed. <laughs> so that's your reasoning. <laughs> that's it's, my reasoning. Silver, silver is cool. What about for you? Uh, your Thorin's for, company. For pick? me, look, um, The Hobbit's an interesting one. Because the Hobbit's the Hobbit was always harder for me to 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 pick who was my fa- who was my favorite character. I didn't like any of the like I understood the bad guys and, and where they kind of sat in the the grand scheme of things. Um, but I I didn't there was none of them that I was like yeah no they 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 they're cool as. Um, so for me I kind of gravitated to either um, Gloin, you know, father of. Uh, of the great man himself, the hammer thrower from down under. Um, or I also like Dane. Uh, not, is it Dane? Not Dane. Dane the Ironfoot? Nah, nah. Well, I like I liked Dane uh, because he was voiced by Billy. Billy. Is it? What was his last name? Jermaine is it Connolly? He's, he's a comedian. But yeah, Billy Connolly. I, Billy I, Connolly. I liked him. Uh, and if I was to pick another one, probably um, Thorin had his moments. I thought his like I thought his his armor was really cool. 
in the champions version, but he's a giant douche. Um, those would be mine. What, what about you, Jermaine? Where, where do you sit on like Thorin's company? Did you, did you like any of them? Um, I didn't actually, because uh, we had and or. Um, so I sort of had a look at a, mainly like the original Fellowship. Well, yeah. I, I know obviously the Fellowship comes after the Hobbit, but um, <laughs> um, but my old man Gimli. Yeah, Gimli. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of my he's one of my favorite characters from the original Fellowship. So naturally, you'd love his father. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, like I suggested, Gloin. <laughs> Uh, exactly. You know, father and son connection. Come yeah. on, mate. But um, no, one of the the main ones that I went with for like just the general Hobbit Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. uh, was actually uh, was uh, King Brand. King Brand, really? The, yes, because a, a, a few of the like the the model itself I quite like. Um, with him there, you know, swords out for Harambe. Um, with that one there, um, but also like just, I was reading over his his rules and that sort of thing. And Lord of the Rings isn't something I've played in forever. Yeah, I feel like, but reading some of these the special rules that he had and and a few other like, you know, his history as you know the grandson of the legendary bowman who slew Smog himself with a black arrow. I myself uh, have also slewn smog, all right? I have an <laughs> impressive list of defeats, but an also more impressive list of monsters that I've killed. And smog is one of them. I have also killed the Balrog. I've killed Sauron. I am a slayer of great and majestic things in the old SBG. Let me tell you, Jermaine, all right? Like, I tell you what, if you want to take down a smog, you take Gimli, because he throws axes and he wounds four days. All right? <laughs> throwing axes, throwing axes, throwing axes. That's what it's all about. Don't worry about anything else, ladies and gentlemen. You just keep throwing your Gimli at it, and you'll get, you'll get the job done. Yeah, they're no, he's no good over uh, long periods of time. He's a natural sprinter, you see. That's what it is. <laughs> it's wasted on country. <laughs> well, uh, what about you, Andrew? Where'd, fellowship. Favorite fellowship. character. Come on. Aragorn. Ar- me too. Come on, how can you not well, go the Aragorn? I, well, I, I'm a big fan. He, like, that's why he's not allowed to compete in the old uh, Legolas and Gimli who kills more it, because he would always win. I don't know if, it's, if you guys notice it as well, as well, but whenever I played as Aragorn in any of the video games or anything like that, he slew. He, he killed and killed and nice. killed and killed with uh, relentless abandonment. That guy had an unfair advantage. The, the Flame of the West's as a sword is way too powerful for whatever they're carrying. So um, I feel like he, he, he was value for money in all aspects. Well, you know, apart from slaying for days, he has strength and courage, two things that I both lack. So that's why I picked him personally. I mean, he's also like the last, <laughs> last heir of the blood of Numenor, which, you know, pretty important. It's, it's pretty awesome as well. Let's be honest. He's, he's got a lot going for him. I got a lot going for him. I would say, like, other than that, like, if we're not talking Fellowship and we're not talking Thorin's Company, my other characters that I really gravitate to, especially game-wise, is Gilgalad and Elendil. I I really like the the older edition. I, I feel like uh, those two characters, big big Gil. The I have had many a victory 
Um, just thanks to his his high ass weapon skill, um, his plus one to wound with his spear, um, he just he he does a lot. He ha- he offers a lot, and Elendil like he can he can slay. He cuts them down, and I've always thought that the the hardest thing in in Lord of the Rings, as far as the tabletop game goes, is to wound models. I'm not sure if you guys have ever had the same issue, but like wounding models has always proved to be the the hardest thing. Um, winning fights, you can do that all the time, but actually getting the enemy's models off the board um, can sometimes provide a dif- a difficult challenge. Whereas the those kind of models, where your yeah, Aragons and your Gilgalad and your Lendils, they just they just slay slay for days. So I know it's a bit light on the evil models, but maybe that just <laughs> says a lot about me. <laughs> It's a good thing. This is similar to one of the reasons, one of the rules, rules special rules that Brand has, being uh, one of the, you know, men of the Dale, is that he does have the um, Stoic Fighter special rule. So he yep. can re-roll single D6 to win the fight and another single D6 when rolling to wound. I mean, that's always handy. I'd yeah. love, I love free re-rolls. Free re-rolls. What about you, Drew? What, what what model are you loving just for just for a rule or two? My favourite character out of both The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings is Thrangel. Oh, the big Thranny. Because, you know, he's the sword master, the sword beast, and he has two swords, one cut. <laughs> <laughs> and just the way how he's portrayed in the movies... Like, I love samurai-esque stuff and just, like, the way he moves and just everything about him is just amazing. And then when you actually get him on on the tabletop and now with the newer rules with how, you know, you can have him with just one blade or you can have him with a two, you can have him with or without armor, you can have him with a bow, the circlet. There's just so many options you can have. And to me, like, when I close my eyes and, you know, think... How do I want to set up my army? I can tool him for you know different aspects. So you know I can have multiple of them, and thankfully there are a couple of multiple poses of that model as well. So you can actually you know have different themed armies around him, depending on how you want to actually toolkit him out. And I think that's really important for the hobby. Yeah, he's he's really benefited from the um, the change from Lord of the Rings. So obviously um, he had his original profile back when it was um, just Lord of the Rings, and then he had a, a Hobbit profile. Um, and now he's got the, the current profile in the Middle-earth um, version. So obviously the Middle-earth, is, as you were suggesting, is the most flexible. So you can pretty much tool th- big thranny how you need. Um, but, you know, again, like he, his base model was, was an okay model, but his, his Hobbit model was, was where he really got a, what I would suggest is a big power spike. Um, having the ability to access so many more things, but his his fight skill went up, and he got the elf fight as well, which was you know amazing. Um, and on foot, like with his uh, his original model, was very underwhelming, but he got a lot of upgrades along the way. So he's a very very competitive model now. Um. What other models did you guys think that like really got a benefit from from the different versions? I think Legolas. Legolas? Well, there not was having... Super Legolas for a <laughs> not, time. Not having there super was a Legolas anymore. that could uh, fight Azalk and Bolg. Who uh, I don't want to don't want to start too much controversy, but 
the old fight seven, uh, as Ogden Bolg was a highly debated topic at our local store. I think Drew, um, there was a lot, yes. a lot of chatter between uh, multiple camps about why such a model would would deserve to be um, that high naturally. Um, I uh, I always reference pointed against an Aragon. I'm like, are you telling me that the, the Azog and Bog are better fighters than Aragon? I think not, sir. Um, and the argument was always the back ways. He's got he's got a free point of might every turn. I'm like, he can heroic strike. I'm like, he shouldn't have to. <laughs> he shouldn't have to spend his free point of might to heroic strike every single turn. Um, and then obviously with uh, with Bog's special ability being the master of battle, he could just copy you. So it was like it was a really moot, moot point where like. Aragon's free point of might which has been cancelled out by a special rule which like was attached more to um not the not directly the character but more because he was supposedly a master of battle I'm, I'm not I don't I don't believe that should have been the case though well what I like as well for like keeping theme is with Legolas and Gimli on the same force you count and then they both get bonuses to what they can do yeah, uh, it was a bonus to hit for Legolas and a bonus to wound for Gimli. Correct. Depending on which one was behind. Yep. Yeah. Which is just awesome. And I've At I've played a tournament. I've played a tournament with the fellowship and came fourth out of twelve, and like just yeah, Wait, taking down things. Like how many things? Here? Yeah, I did. Surprisingly <laughs> enough. <laughs> Final the ones count I've 42. Been <laughs> yeah, it's. It really just helps, as I said, like with the theme and dynamic of the actual game, and you know, actually wanting you to take heroes that you've seen or read about in the books or whatever. And sa same thing, like having you know the upgrades and Legolas and Gimli and Aragorn. Those three alone have like I reckon probably at least four poses each or more. So no matter what in time period you could make an army around that if you so choose as well yeah i reckon they've they've got le they've got way more than four um because obviously there's king aragon the stride aragon there's uh, aragon the ranger and like yeah that's the one in there's the fellowship a lot for each of them set um obviously now there's the even multiple fellowship the, set the three hunters and the there's three hunters. A, an old version and a new version um look i i couldn't agree more with thematic gameplay um also adding into their rules so obviously the, the the kill tally is is huge for fans watching the movies um but the fact that they integrated that into the gameplay as well um and you actually get benefits for either or is is a really fun thing um obviously more often than not you're gonna you're gonna get you're gonna get probably get the one that you don't want at the worst time. <laughs> it's gonna be uh, Legolas with a, a shoot plus <laughs> when you're when you're in close combat and Gimli's trying to hack something down for you. Or you it's gonna be a, a wound plus for Gimli when you know you're uh, miles away from your opponent. But it adds that thematic gameplay and yeah, look when you're losing sometimes sometimes in some games, uh, uh, that happens to be the only thing you can hold on to is a little bit of number crunching on the side while your opponent does their thing. Um, I, um, want to, want to shift gears just so obviously we're a tabletop primary podcast, but what do you reckon your favorite movie was? Cause I kind of had a, I had a bit of hum and ha over this one. It kind of, um, 
it took me in a few different places and I, I was giving it a lot of thought, obviously, um, and I tried to, I included both sets of movies and I tried to be as fair as I could. So maybe we'll start with you, Jermaine. Where, where'd you land on your favorite movie from Lord of the Rings? Or Hobbit? It's probably the most basic answer, um, but it is The Two Towers. Oh, The Two Towers. I also love the two towers. <laughs> the two towers is mine as well. <laughs> I was like, I love the two towers. I love everything yeah. about the two towers. Um, I was maybe you can tell me your reasons. I'll kind of kind of back and forth with you a bit on that one. Well, I, I don't really like watching the original, the, the first Lord of the Rings, so the Fellowship, mainly okay. for the fact that I'm tired of seeing Sean Bean die covered in arrows. That just really upsets me every time. <laughs> the harshest of endings. Oh, just as he comes good, he when gets it was originally, shafted. Like, when it originally came out, like, because it was, it was New Year's Day. Uh, no, sorry, it was Boxing Day. Boxing, yeah. They were releasing it. And, like, you knew you had to wait a whole year yeah. for the next one. And it was, like, it was, it was torture. It was, just, it was just absolute torture. Um, he just, like, he got so far in the movie... And you're just like, yeah, everything, everything's good, everything's fine. Like he made it past the Balrog. Like, shit, Sean Bean, he he gonna live. <laughs> good today. Um, and then then yeah, to, to go the way he did is just like, oh, you're just like, ah, oh, you bastard, <laughs> you, you you beautiful bastard. <laughs> yep. So that that that's the key reason I don't like watching the first one, and not the fact that it's mostly just walking. Um, uh, there is obviously the the setup is 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 key for that one that you spend um what is it probably about half an hour to 40 minutes just in the shire um i'm not sure if the, everyone loves the hobbits but um yeah obviously their story is important Frodo is important so sam sam, Frodo. Frodo, sam. <laughs> yeah look um once you know obviously once you get get kicking past that and getting brain start obviously aragon enters and there's a few more things happening, so you kind of you get a, a better kind of scope. Um, obviously, it is it suffers under the curse of like what most first movies do. The Fellowship is that the the start can be a little bit slower than what people might like. Um, before we run away too far, Drew, favorite movie, mate? Where, where'd you land? Because obviously, there's a consensus between two of us. Well, you put me on the spot. I wasn't expecting that, but. Thinking about it logically, I have to play the card of you can't have one without all three. And if I watch one, I normally watch all three. <laughs> so it's Fair just point. one big event. So you, uh, are you picking the fellowship? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm, I'm picking all three. No, like no, I, that's not how you get to pick <laughs> your favorite movie. Sorry, mate. I can't, I had to, I can't do so, one without the others. No, piss off. Because I had to make a real big judgment call. Because I happen to like, I think the two towers complete uh, as a as a movie it's it stands on its own like the whole way through i think it was an awesome ride whereas like i thought the better moments actually came from return of the king i was yeah mine's return probably of return king of the king has the, has the pelon the charge on pelinor's sealed it has the black gate it has the reforging of the sword which every time that happens like that's the big difference between the movies and the books because in the, obviously in ever anyone that's read the books would know that Aragorn was carrying it the whole way through with the Grey Company and all that kind of jazz. But like the reforging that sword every time, uh, oh goosebumps! Ooh, he's doing it again. Right. <laughs> Here he goes. Well, hear me out. Get a gift from your father-in-law. It's gonna be your sword. Hear me out. 
if if there was no Fellowship of the Ring, there wouldn't have been two towers or Return. Of the Piss King. off, mate! Again, you, I'm not I'm not giving <laughs> you three. You can't choose three movies. I find it interesting that none of us have chosen any one of the Hobbit movies because the Hobbit movies were obviously better CGI'd, um, and they had. I I think it's I talked this over with the partner, and I I, I thought that the Hobbit movies themselves were great movies, but the material that they covered was off one book and it stretched over three movies. Whereas the Lord of the Rings books were three books and they cut out material. So kind of, you know, not to, not to squeer, uh, to steal a saying from Lord of the Rings or anything, but it felt like, you know, not enough butter stretched over bread, too much bread. Uh, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I have only watched the Hobbit movies halfway through. Halfway I own them. Through? I own all three of them. Yeah, extended. Right. I've literally watched the got through about halfway in each one, and I have fallen asleep. So I've never gone out of my way to watch them after that point. So I'm like, if I can't stay awake through it, and this is in the middle of the day, I've attempted to watch them. If I can't make it that far without just zoning out and falling asleep, what am I watching? I'm going to suggest you cut down on the day drinking. Well, that's what it sounds like. I will have you know that will never happen. <laughs> Is it at least extended version or not? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. You do get a pass for that then at least. Yeah, look, I think we can all agree. Like, if you're not, if you're not watching the extended version, um, you're not probably getting the best. You're not watching it, it then, really. Uh, there's a lot of moments that are missed if you're not watching the extended version, especially with both those there. So much material. No, I uh, look again. I, like, I'm excited for the series. I'm, I tell you that much. Coming yeah, up look, with Amazon. I, I'm, I'm apprehensive. I just, I don't, I don't want to hear too much about it before I watch it. It's one of those big ones where you're just like, I'm oh no, I've just watched the, the trailer that's just come out, and that's enough for me. Yeah, look, I'm intrigued by the setting, the time period that they're given. Uh, like, obviously, this is well, well, well before everything's absolutely gone to to shit where you kind of pick things up in the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Um, but I'm, I'm intrigued, um, to see how they're portrayed certain characters. Cause what is it? Gilgalad in the, uh, in the fellowship right at the start, he got like, what, five seconds, yep. <laughs> five seconds of like, and he was so important. <laughs> so important. He got five seconds. And then he was like, I don't know. Mace it's not screen. about the seconds. It's how you use it. My man. Nah, look, he got he got rorted. He got absolutely <laughs> rorted. Harder than his spear, let's be honest. Yeah, look. Plus yeah. one to wound to himself. Yeah, plus one. Oh, fucking, that didn't matter too much, did it? Um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm not expecting anything out of the new series, so I'm gonna. I think Same. by doing that, I'm gonna enjoy it for what it is, rather than what in my mind I think it should be. And I think that's probably the best way I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the full value out of it. I'm just, um, I'm ready to see it now. I, um, I'm done, done waiting. Uh, September. About, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably gonna have another marathon of the. Uh, oh, unlike you, Jermaine, I'll, I'll go through and I'll watch The Hobbit all over again, and then I'll watch The Lord of the Rings all over again, and that'll kind of. One hundred mentally to be in the best spot to, to watch the series. Yeah, but that, that's the that's one of the hard things though. Is it going to be as like as good as well? Especially the the original trilogy we got. Yeah, 
Like, what's going to live up to that years later? Nothing. Ever. <laughs> that, 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 see, <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the hard part of it all, I suppose, is, um, yeah, because I, I have memories. I went to that every year with my grandfather, literally, Boxing Day. We would go and watch all – we watched each one each year, even when we were in a different state. <laughs> I, just, I, I don't think you should be judging it that way, though. If I'm to be fair, I, I, I feel like – You the fair? Because the, the difference is, though, at, at its core, it, we're talking about the difference of a, a series versus a set of movies. So the, the runtime of the series you, True. is going to be longer. So they've got literally more time to play with. And if they really decide, like, it's a hit and they want to continue on, they can. Whereas a movie, you're given, like, a cut and maybe an extended cut. But, like, that's it. Sorry. Don't get to don't get to add to this story. It's it's done. Um, yeah, look. I'm an R until it's here. I'm an R, I'm an R, I'm an R. But that's, uh, that is what it is. I still, yeah, look. If it can give me anything like the moment that I've already had in the other ones, where you like those big scenes, the the set pieces, there was a lot of more, a lot of money poured into it. If you, if they can reach any of those, um, then I, I think fans will have something really good to enjoy there. Are we agreed? Do we like that? Is is that where mm. we're sitting? Yeah, I, I, I can sit with that. You you could all right. Drew, you can sit on that 50 50 What more do you want? I'm just scared that it's not going to be as good. As good? As the movies. That's that's what scares me the most. Of something that I really like and really passionate about and love doing the hobby. Although, fingers crossed that with this coming out, that they might actually bring out new models. That's a huge fingers crossed that that may happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm I'm just scared that it's just going to be terrible. That's what I'm scared about the most. Um, well, in fairness, you can if it's if it is terrible. I don't um, have to watch like it. Like the so. tabletop version of uh, song of uh, was it Ice and Fire with Game of Thrones. You can just forget about the series altogether and just play the hobby. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. See, I've given you a happy compromise. We've met fifty-fifty. Mm, happy ending. I like it. From there so and back. You don't again. even have to worry about that. Um, Okay, so we've talked about where we're at character-wise, where we're at movie-wise. Gents, come on, level with me. Favorite faction? Who who are you going to bat with? Which 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 group are you throwing your support behind if you're going to go to war? Drew, where are you going for me? One hundred percent Galadrim. Galadrim, you're going with the elves of the woods. Yep. So, as I said, like, Thrangel was my favourite character in the whole thing. On tabletop-wise, though, I don't really like the way the Mirkwood Elves look. Like, the Palace Guard look cool, the Mirkwood Rangers look cool, but the Mirkwood Elves themselves, I'm not a fan. And them being in resin, even though I have, like, 30 of them, still makes me sad. Where the yeah. Galadrim range, I just like the look of the Galadrim armour better okay. than the Mirkwood. And, and they plastic. Well, yeah, and, and plastic and just the heroes, the way they play and having an army-wide bonus of resistance to magic is just hilarious when someone, you know, runs five ring raids at you and you're just like, oh, here's a random six. Oh, you can't move my hero because I've got magic resist. Ha-ha. <laughs> I mean, 
if you can roll that six with that one dice I, you've been given. I normally only do it against Wood Duck and it tilts him every time. And that's oh, enough really for not. me. That's a but, win. If you can get a tilt, you're you're already on to a good thing. And then being green allies with Rivendell, which I like some characters from Rivendell and Rivendell Knights, and being green friends with Rohan, which I too air quote power gamer because I have a Rohan army as well. Like it just gives some flexibility of how like how people think of their own different themes or how they want to try and play differently. And right. in, well, in some aspects, yeah, I, I think it's weird because as you why were saying that, I, I thought it was a bit interesting how, how you, as you said, that you really like Thranduil, who's a different who different set of different elves, elf. but you really like the Galadrim. Um, obviously, the models. Yeah, the Galadrim have been around a lot, a lot, lot longer, um, and they've got a lot of flexibility. Um, hey, look, whatever elf, elven group strokes work for you. Um, luckily oh. enough, you. You're given a few different ones, so missed opportunity. You should have said whatever Elven floats your blade. <laughs> no, <laughs> I disagree. Plus one I to me. I will not be saying that. Uh, Jermaine, faction. Who are you, who are you throwing your support behind? Uh, I've already you talked about my favourite uh, hero from yeah. said faction. So, oh, are you backing in on the, the Dales twice? I am backing in the Dales. Look, I, from Dale I back one, again. Yeah, I, that's right. I, 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 for one, though, I'm a big fan that there was justice for the Dales. That you got your, uh, you got your bannerman, you got your champion, and you got your musician. I'm, I'm, I'm big on that, mate. But like, is is that is that really where where you want to throw your support? Look, as a fellow man of Dale, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's hard for me to to go past that. Um, with that one. So, you know, it, one thing I think I really had to learn in the hobby in general, whether it's 40K, Age of Sigma, um, and obviously Middle Earth, is that I am terrible for running forward and Ooh, just okay. attacking, attacking, attacking. Yeah, well, the brown tide, you know, you can do a lot of things with them when you don't have a lot of heroes. Mm-hmm. Captains, captains across the board. Yeah, I, but I find with the Dale, like men of Dale, there is a lot better in a defensive way that would probably best me. Cause if I am attacking, like I said, not, I use like blood angels in 40 K. Yeah. Very and specifically, I, mm-hmm. uh, yes, a very exactly, exactly. I've found as I'm, Terrible at rolling dice, attacking multiple times. <laughs> Hence the name of our podcast, Rolling with Ones. Mm-hmm, yeah, right. I Go really on. do roll with ones. So, yeah. taking a more defensive stance, not pushing forward as much, I feel would be better for me playing the game going forward. You know, you say that, Jermaine, but I think Andrew and myself know the real reason why you like playing Menadale. It's because of Wind Lances, isn't it? It's the giant fuck off Wind Lances. That you I like look. throwing your big old straight <laughs> shots at things that you can't even see. Yeah, all right, you cheat. What do you? What do you want to? I'm surprised you didn't say Iron Dwarves, mate. All right, because it's the same thing. <laughs> you don't even interact with your opponent half the time. Ah, uh, look. All I'm saying is, you know, especially with the release we had back in April, uh, with those new models yeah, from with the, War the... Of the North book. Yes. Yeah. Look, with the big massive upgrades for them. Uh, yeah. Much needed. I, 
I'm not sure if you guys agree with me on that one as well, but I think the the recent books with the the um, Gondor and and Rohan and Necromancer War in the North, um, they've really helped flesh out uh, a lot more a lot more into these different armies, um, adding new heroes, adding new like obviously with the the legend legendary legions, um, they've helped add so much more and i think that gives them another avenue rather than having to reinvent the game itself to add on to it um yeah especially like the legendary legions because my favorite evil army being easterlings and they finally got their own legendary legion which i'll be talking about later yeah but yeah same thing for me like when i look at other evil armies like it's, it's good having different orcs and their different armors and you know, some are resin, some are plastic and whatnot. And Azog himself is an amazing sculpt. And But like, as I said earlier, samurai is my thing and Easterlings look partial samurai armor and that's what got me. And my army that I painted for my Easterlings is themed around Yoshimitsu from Soul Calibur 1. I'm also going to call bullshit on that, Andrew. You, you but, took them because of the poison weapons, you filth. Let's be honest. Poison. What are you talking about? Come on, mate. Get out of here. I'm not Harad. I don't have poison. Oh, well, my apologies then. I thought it was because of the poison. <laughs> <laughs> you reckon uh, old Jermaine's the day drinker, mate? What have you been doing? <laughs> uh, look, obviously. I was like, all I can see... All, look, in fairness, they all look the same. <laughs> if you only play good armies like myself, they all look the same. This True. is me when I hit the table. No, 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 no. I don't care what your army needs to do. <laughs> you, you listen to me. I now. am the table. <laughs> I am the table. Look, I for one, and I don't think it's any surprise, I back either the Gondor or Rivendell. Yes, on two on two points of that. Gondor, I think they have... I think they're one of the friendliest armies to beginners. I think they offer so much choice. They, ha- they have so many different heroes. There's so many different ways you can build a Gondor army. Um, obviously, the, the start kits into Gondor are really cheap. Um, you can get into the hobby. It's super easy to do with the Gondor army. Rivendell. Um, I love the, obviously, because Gilgalad comes from the Rivendell and then you got Elrond and, um, I'm actually a huge fan of the Grey Company. So I get a little bit of Rivendell with, uh, Elodan and Eller here in that, in the Grey Company. Uh, I've run Rivendell at comps as well. Um, they just, the high fight value, um, and you have champions that have, Elven champions are just really good in a lot of different ways. Um, obviously you got your really good killers like Gilglad, but you've also in, in Elrond, you've got like, well, not, it was not as good anymore, but nature's right. I think we can all agree that uh, Nature's Wrath is an amazing skill for putting a whole bunch of enemies on their backs so you can walk up and stab them rather than having to, to do too much to fight them. Give them the old people's elbow. No, oh, well, look. <laughs> the old six-inch Nature's Wrath used to destroy games in one turn. Yeah, it was dumb being that big. <laughs> I mean, you say it was dumb, but why don't you have magic resist? That's on you. 
I mean, True. you want to talk about dumb? All right, we'll talk about dumb. Uh, Black Dart—that is the dumbest, the dumbest spell in the game, and is mm. amazing. Being a five or a six to cast on most characters. Yeah, but, but yeah, if it, you get it though, it's like bam. Yeah, it's killer. Li- yeah. Literally. <laughs> yeah, it's killer. It's pretty good. I um. Yeah, there's not. Its ability to pick out people too is just, yeah. Because it doesn't even abide by the shoot rules either. It's, yeah, it's unique. It's very unique in, in how it functions and, and what it can do. Although I will say, the the good having only one character, which is Legolas, who can shoot into a combat, um, is... Very I'm handy. I sure can still do that. Is, yeah, is very um, very one-sided because I've seen a lot of evil people shoot into into their own combat for shits and giggles. I mean, every evil player, really. Yeah, they're like they'll literally aim to kill their own model um, where they're in like a fight with heroes just so they can heroic combat and move into something else. Um, it's Lord of the Rings, pff, Hobbit. Middle Earth, it is. It's evolved through its different rule sets, but the the core of it being your ability to use your your might to reposition yourself in the combat phase has always been so unique to that game, and it's it changes the whole game. It's it, it only takes one. One super important fight, which might be with like some pleb in the like, not even in the center of the battle, and he'll, and he'll he'll reposition himself, and and it can completely change your next turn. It's it's so unique. I think that's what I really enjoy about Lord of the Rings is so many of the other games focus on like this group squad mentality, apart from the heroes, whereas Lord of the Rings every Every single model on that table acts on its own. They're all, they're war bands. They're not. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys feel the same about it, but I just I feel like there'll always be a, a place for that kind of. It's a it's a skirmish game. It is, it is a real skirmish game. It's where the other the other games with 40k and and Age of Sigma have kind of gravitated to more of a skirmish game. Um, mm. Whereas Lord of the Rings started there, and that's that's it's not. Yeah, they, for their big army games, they had um, War of the Ring, which was which is great and that's all good and it functions completely separate on its own. But like, yeah, the Middle Earth battle strategy game is it, it functions its best, and I feel like you it is such a rare treat now, <laughs> being that the couple of the other bigger friend bigger bigger games from Games Workshop are functioning very similar. what do you think yeah it's very as, as we said last well fortnight ago with how 40k and sigma is fairly similar there's i'm trying not to sound biased because most people that know me know that i much prefer to always play lord of the rings always but for simple reasons because i like the rules which I do have some trivia actually that I thought was some interesting stuff 
talking about all right, rules now. Alright, with some trivia. So, so just, just some quick trivia, trivia for you all here, and all the listeners out there. So the first set of rule books came out in unison with the movies. So 2001, 2002, yep, 2003. The and then you got the Two Towers, and then you got the Return of the King. So in 2003, there was two supplements. There was a supplement in 2004, two in 2005, one in 2006, three in 2007, one in 2008. And then there was just a massive hiatus where the big change for Middle-earth happened, which there were six new army books that came out in 2012. That was the big one that had like the free people set, the Kingdom of Men, yeah, War and Angmar, yeah, yeah. Mordor, the Fallen Realms, and the Unexpected Journey. Then in 2013, we had one. 2014, Battle of the Five Armies, which had some rules and scenarios and updated profiles, which the couple before that had as well. And then 2016, after now that the Hobbits have finished, they've got all the Hobbit new range of models that have come out. So they've got the new book, The Hobbit, from there and back again. So it was just... Not really that much love, but now we hit 2018, where the full new rule book... One army book for The Hobbit, one army book for The Lord of the Rings. We had three supplements in 2019 alone, one in 2020, one in 2021, and Defense of the North, which came out only about two months ago now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we, we've been very spoilt for choice regarding rules and model-wise with characters getting so much needed love like Thaden. Easterling characters, a new Gandalf, a new Saruman. Just, it's been really good. Yeah. And the new characters, obviously, like like you were saying, Jermaine, you're um, you liking the Dale. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the War in the North was a, was a big supplement. Defense of the North, you, yeah. Giving you um, characters that obviously didn't get that love before. They didn't have rules, they didn't have models, whereas now... Um, yeah, as you're saying, Drew, each time that they're coming out with these, essentially the supplements um, for the key, for the core game, um, you're getting a, a whole new set of like, a whole new set of legendary legions. You're getting a whole new set of um, games, essentially, um, because they're all coming out with their own special scenarios. Which is what I've also enjoyed is you're getting special scenarios with special rules just to help you replay some of those uh, key events um, that the books themselves cover. Um, which yeah I'm not in in hindsight the legendary legions offer amazing rules and thematic purpose for someone who if they like a specific part in a specific part of the movie or something like that there is a chance that now with the three five if I could count this this is the sixth supplement coming out that there's something for you out there like if there's the breaking of the fellowship, so it's all the fellowship characters except Gandalf. There's, I'm still hurt because there's no Galadrim Legendary Legion at all. The only one that they've featured in is the one that they also can have Rohan models with, yeah, the but they can only be one third. Yeah, Defenders of Helm Deep, which is awesome thematic, but for me, being a Galadrim. It's only one third Galadrian models allowed. And the other couple of armies that I mained, air quote, being Galadrian, Mirkwood don't really have one either. And Lake Town. And then now Easterlings have finally got one. 
I mean, not to be a hipster or anything, but I was running the grey company before it was cool. Before I got extra rules, right? So, like, the the big thing for the great company was for me, like, I loved the fact that I got Undrill Flame of the West for free. Right? That shit is expensive. very good. Forty uh, points. Like, very the, good. That that sword is very very expensive, and I got it for free. Yay! Um, all of them being able to to move through uh, cover without any penalty, amazing. But also, they actually made the um the war is good on foot they got two attacks i mean that was huge because i always felt that they were because they're, they're numenorian all right they're the, they're the last remnants of numenorian and i always thought they got a bit of a rough stick only being that they could have one attack on foot but that the gray company actually fixes that it gives me access to to eladan and over here um it also Obviously, it gives you um, you can still take Gimli and Legolas and and that's and Halbrad. Um, that banner, Arwen's banner, is is pretty cool too. Uh, but yeah, good model too. Ha- having two attacks on foot, um, geez, with woodland creature, it's just oh, Rangers of the North. You're finally good in that list um, because when I took them, they were average AF. And I still played them happily. <laughs> and now I can play them more happily with less laughter from my opponent. <laughs> so take that. I still won games with those bad boys too. I'll tell you this right now. Turns out, you know, old A-Dog, he's a thinker. I think... Actually, just something I didn't... I should have brought up and I've only just remembered and I was just looking it up then is there are actually some changes to the models coming up uh, Mm -hmm. in September. Yes. Um, So in September, um, they're doing the Middle Earth range rotation. I love that. The the effort they've put in, uh, as you say, Jermaine, with with those is that they're actually giving you a a chance to to buy those. Mm -hmm. The models that you missed out on. And let's be honest, that... Being in the hobby as long as we have, I think we've all been disgusted either having to purchase or looking at it of eBay or just scalpers in general. Mm-hmm. Buy models that are limited edition or limited runs and then they just sit on them and watch the prices go up. You know, I get supply and demand, but yeah, it's it's always been a, an area of great disgust for me. But having them come back into the limited runs, mm-hmm. fan of that. big fan. It- well, that's it. We're, we're, this one here, so we're actually we're lo- as of September the 11th, uh, yep. 6 p.m., there are approximately one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight models that will go off of the rotation. So these will no longer be available. Yep. Um, so we've got Dundane of the North. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got the base Rangers of the North models. They will go. Boo. Uh, the lords, <laughs> of, <laughs> lords of the Dune Dane as well, yeah. will will cease. My man Girion, Lord of the Dale, is uh-huh. out. Thorin, Oak Shield, and Azog, which was uh, a thematic one. The yeah, the lovely. Set. Yep, yep, the Forge World I set. I have that, that. You have that one. Oh, On my good. Shelf. I was looking at it. I'm like, that is a lovely piece of work. It's right so there. good, Thorin's. <laughs> like, Thorin also got a lot of different models. He got a lot of love. Yeah. Uh, we also, for those that play Orakai, Black Guard of 
I'm going to butcher this one. Barador yeah. um, will finish, as well as Gothmog, both on foot and mounted, mm-hmm. as well as Ranger Captains Faramir, Madril, and Damrod. Well, I, so, think, um, I think Gothmog's quite a big one because mm-hmm. I think um, he's real popular. You got well, yeah. You guys will probably agree that like he is he's really important to make a like a Moranan orc list just punch that much harder. So if you're thinking about doing the orcs, um, I'm sure the the boys will echo my thoughts here. Highly recommend jumping in on that one before that's gone. Um, he, I'm fairly sure he's in the he, legendary legion too. Yeah. So even if you just uh, get him just in case, I um I actually have two Faramirs. Um, uh, who like when he his captain version? Yep. So the the one of him as a knight, uh, which was never featured anywhere other than in model form. I've got two of those, and uh, one for my um, one for use, but also one for conversion. Uh, it's I feel like though these particular re remakings of any of these older models uh, are just a, a treat for me to just fill out some of those missing spots in some of the armies that I have. I think I ha- easily have the most armies in Lord of the Rings just purely because the models, like, they armies don't cost me as much. You know? <laughs> like, oh, a- that's something I was going to bring up. Yep. So one of the best things that they ever did was just having the Hobbit book and Lord of the Rings have all the things, $98 Australian, and you're getting all of that. Very good value as in the rule book. And then So on a base for Australia pricing wise, you can pretty much make an eight hundred point Lord of the Rings or Hobbit Army for around three hundred Australian dollars, where compared to forty K etc., you're looking at six hundred to a thousand dollars roughly. Whereas if if you want to go super cheap, which is real hard to win games you can literally buy the Fellowship or Thorin's Company for 84 Australian, the Rulebook for 98 Australian, and the either the Hobbit set for the Thorin's Company rules or the Fellowship set and the Lord of the Rings book for $98. So for $280, you can literally have a 1,000-point army with all the rules and everything go. It's very hard to win some scenarios in, but like as a cheap, air quote, as for a cheapest thing straight off the bat, like it's very appealing to some people. Or if... Same thing with the starter sets for the Pelennor Fields. If you like someone, if you know someone who likes Orcs or Rohan, you can go halves. The Pelennor Fields box is amazing. One of the best box box sets I've ever done. Yeah, it is amazing value if you're starting out um, because you're getting uh, like that amazing, um, amazing Rohan set. Which again, I think, oh, I, I, I think Rohan is one of those factions that like once you've really worked your way into the game you'll understand how good they are uh they are incredibly mobile and they have so many they don't take because their heroes aren't the heroes aren't overly powerful they're they're decent and and the ones you want to take for the rohan army are the ones that buff the rest of them but they don't cost heaps either because a lot of the a lot of the cost for your Rohan army is is going to be in your horses. Cavalry ain't cheap. We all, you all pay the cavalry cavalry tax. You taking horses, you are you are costing. Um, but they the the mobility and the the throwing weapons is, is so good. 
Knocking down good. your opponent. Getting double attacks to wound. Very good. Yeah, it's not bad. Being able to, for the for the most part, like, because obviously I think we can all agree, more often than not, you, it's usually a foot-slogging army and a couple of bits of cavalry here and there. Whereas the the Rohan, like, if you were to take all foot-sloggers, you'd be hampering yourself. It's the the force itself works so much better um, on on cavalry. They just they excel. Uh, a bit like the Knights of Dol Amroth, who I think are like competitively, they are amazing. They just, very good. They're so good. With Emra Hill, they are yeah. They're, the bees are knees. Um, it's it's very good funny that uh, old mate. Um, you you need Boromir. Um, of the White Tower just to make the normal knights in Gondor any good. Dear listeners, can... if you're ever to start with my, my one of my favourite in Gondor, um, do not pick the knights. <laughs> Ally in the knights from, from from other areas. You you do not want them. Um, they are not good. Fight three is not good. You do not want them on your your really expensive knights. Speaking of Boromir. Yeah. Um, just going back to the um, the changes. So those were the ones that were leaving that we ran yep. through. However, as Come of the for the next cycle, yeah, for the next cycle, due to return October. Yep. We have a list of the Blackroot Vale commanders will return. Um. Yes. So they're they're in your knights of uh, Menegondor. Uh, yes, but they sit under Dal Amaroth. Yes. Yep. yep. You also have the return of one mounted Mr. Boromir. I want him so bad. So yeah. he will return in October. And that's just the, um, off memory, that's just the one that's uh, without banner, right? Yep. Uh, correct. Yep. yep. Looks like he's in the fellowship sort of armor and stuff. Right. It's awesome. Yeah. So peasant Boromir, go on. <laughs> uh, we <laughs> then have Elendil and Isildur. 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 Um, that's a Sildor with him on horseback. So it has a three-pack um, before yes. they've been selling the two-pack, which is just uh, both of them on foot. But that one actually has a Sildor on horseback, which is a very hard model to get a hold of. So I'm I'm guessing, gentlemen, but I, there's going to be a massive influx of uh, older Lendiel and a Sildor on foot mm -hmm. <laughs> looking to be sold. Aye. Oh, you are not wrong. You are not wrong at all. Because uh, I know that... A few people were using the um, Isildur model and just converting him to uh, uh, Elendil on, on horseback. Mm. Because obviously armor period's the same and really all you'd need to do is, is for a simple conversion um, is just chop the uh, Elendil in half and then do an old swap at the hip, which is probably one of, one of the more basic conversions. Ye old uh pin and glue yeah look just a, a pin and a bit of green stuff just to, to make sure it doesn't stand out too much but no that's that's awesome anything else that they're bringing so game? we then have haradrim king mm -hmm. um returns both on foot and on horseback yep we have the mahud king returning as well both on he's foot been and... out for a very long time so yep he will be back um, both, yeah, as I say, on foot and on camel. Yep. <laughs> uh, we also have the Mahud Riders as well, coming back on camel, 
obviously, and the Mahud Warrior Band. Uh, Warrior, sorry, Warband, I should say, uh, yeah, will so be returning in the 12-box set. I've only seen them run once, and they were all converted. Uh, it did okay-ish. I wouldn't say spectacularly. Um, but those those ones that you mentioned last there, um, they are... I'm hoping that they get they get some love soon because uh, they, they kind of need it. Did the Legendary Legion do much for them, Drew? Do you remember? Not from the top of my head. I can't remember. Yeah, because like, I, I didn't remember them doing, like, the Legendary Legions doing heaps for them. So I can't imagine they're going to get heaps and heaps of, um, of buy. Uh, but they are... It's just, yeah. Glad to see them back for those that want them. Um, if you if you want them, you probably already know about them. Um, if you're getting new or thinking about getting into the hobby, probably not a good place to start. Uh, being that they're only coming out for a short while, no doubt they'll be out for a few months. But uh, it's probably not what I, I don't know about you, gentlemen. Would you suggest starting there? Because I probably wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> nah, that's fair. What about you, Drew? Yes? No? You want to start with the Mahud? <laughs> um, I'm going to say 50-50. If, if they are the model... Now, hear me out. If, if they are the models that you really like and that will inspire you to actually do hobby, then for sure. No. But like, if you're on the fence about it or new about it, and then if you only buy a couple and then you realise later on you need 10 or whatever, as an example, and you're like, oh, I can't buy them anymore, that'll probably piss you off straight up from the hobby. Yeah, look, I just, um, I just don't think they're a great place to start. Being that I know, I know the models, like as in the rules behind the models, I don't. I just don't think like if you're starting in the hobby, I think you just need something a little bit kinder. Because one, they're, they're, again, they, they suffer from the the old low courage problem from which all the all the bad guys, well, most should I say, most of the bad guys suffer from that they you will just um, you will suffer greatly for that particular. It can be beat a lot of ways. Um, that particular list, so just, that's probably why I don't think it's so user friendly at the start. Um, I think that's it's a good rotation. I'm I'm probably looking forward to the next one a little bit more than the current one. Um, I don't know if you guys feel the same about that, but I just uh, I think there's a couple of bits that I myself like in there. Um, those uh, Black Veil archers, they I think off memory, they also get a bonus to against monsters which is pretty cool uh pretty unique for their their archers in the the men list so that's always handy it's always welcome to have something that kind of helps you take down that rare beast that you run into every once in a while um it is they, they have yep. dead eye shot so when benefiting from a heroic shoot this model may reroll failed to wound rolls when making shooting attacks. Which is pretty nice. Because I think originally that used to be just a straight up re-roll ones against, you know, non-infantry model. So like a monstrous. Um, and shooting on threes is pretty damn good. Yeah, look, elf shooting. I'll just call it elf shooting. Um, elf shooting is always nice. Always a warm, fuzzy feeling when you shoot on threes. And fours if you move halfway. Um, yeah, it's it's. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Jun here. 
Dune here. The Black Root, yeah, the Black Root character. Yeah. He's the one that has go for the eye special rule, which mm -hmm. when shooting, he can reroll fail to wound rolls. Additionally, when shooting at a monster, his shooting oh, attack yeah. causes D3 wounds rather than one, which is awesome for theme. Yep. And also him as well, he has a six inch aura bubble for the Black Root Veil archers with six inches within him. They get to reroll once the hit in the shooting phase. Very handy. If you're hitting on threes, very handy. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only time I roll twos and not ones, because I can't reroll yep. the twos. But... Nice, nice. All bases covered. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mate, sometimes you just got to split the difference. The old 7-10 split. The old 7-10 split, that's right. You need either side. Or you just roll a couple of double ones, all right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it's my specialty. Yeah, absolutely. Double ones. Snake eyes, bitch. Just need one to go. One of these to go through. You'll get none of these to go through. Um, I think that's it's been a relatively good discussion about it. I would say the only thing to close out this. Ha I have noticed. Obviously, being around Lord of the Rings for as long as I have, the the power creep. I'll call it the power creep. So the the models that have that get out that come out over time. Um, I think I think we mostly experienced this in um, in this when the Hobbit came out, and the models and that just uh, again back to an earlier reference of the uh, Super Legolas. Um, you got you got these profiles that were just like head scratches. Um, you, you try your best to, just to make sense of it. Um, would you would you say you found the same with the? I think again, I think Azog is is the criminal one. I think he's, he's so good. He's so good. He's ridiculously good. It's just everything Hobbit related is just better than generic Lord of the Rings stuff, like yeah, Iron just... Hill Dwarves. Yeah, are like they the are. same points, and they're just better, like higher defense, yep. better strength. And it's just like, okay, why? Oh, we also have crossbows as well that are strength four. Okay, yep. and then strength four. Strength four is a yeah, big strength. one for me. And like theme wise, to me, as I've been fighting fight seven is he's supposed to be the best baddest orc that ever sort of lived in his time so like that makes perfect sense to me whereas bog being fight seven as well that i'm like mm, why is he the same fight as the best orc ever that doesn't make sense to me but is what it is uh i think just... to me it was the rule stacking like he just had a lot of unique stuff because that's in the in the hobbit is when they started bringing the master of battle where you could kind of you could copy your opponent. Yes. Uh, I think was it even the um Iron Heel Dwarf Captain has a has a version of it. It's not yeah, it's five it's five plus. Like Yeah. For free. But they've still okay. got it. They can just straight up copy <laughs> you. For like and you're like, what? For what? For free. <laughs> For free, mate. Like that action that you're having to use your your precious few points of might on. Oh no, no, I can do that for free. And that's just the rule. That 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 for me always felt wrong. Um it's like one of those things where you're like You've gone through all the effort to like maybe put aside your might for certain times, and they're just like, "Oh no, I copy you." And you're just like, "Piss off!" Hey, Piss buddy, welcome off. to freemium gaming. Yeah, you're just like, 
you haven't even outthought me here. I've, I put all this effort in, and all you've come along and gone, I copy you. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to heroic strike as well. I um, know you are, but what am I? Yeah, exactly. And especially like now, um, and I think you, you, you guys probably might agree with me on this one, is that like with them now not being able to access all things. So like not everyone can heroic march, not everyone can heroic strike. Just having that ability just to straight up copy it feels a little outside its 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 rules. Uh, do you guys agree? A little broken. Yes, yeah, it gives them access to things that they shouldn't. Yeah. I, I yeah. Ridiculous. Jermaine, yeah, no, continue your thought. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it just yeah it. it I think they they just should be in that specific rule, like well the actual move maneuver itself. It should be there should be a rule that states yeah. if this is something your character could normally not do. No, it's. Uh, I think what you're trying to say, man, is this bullshit. It should be same rules for everyone. Exactly, bullshit. Same rules for everyone. Yes. <laughs> if I if I I, I I buy stereo, my next door neighbor he buys stereo. Not so nice. <laughs> This is Imran Khan, the pen in my ash holes. <laughs> what yeah. about you, Drew? How do you feel about the old, uh, I, I guess I've kind of steered it to master <laughs> battle, but like, I don't know, real creep. Well, as as I've said probably four times this podcast alone. Oh, this podcast alone, all right. Dude, it <laughs> makes it sound like he's going to keep a tally. Got a oh. whiteboard up there, big boy? Oh, always, if you don't have a whiteboard while you're talking, why do you even talk? Oh, Hear me keep out. Track, keep the score. But... As I keep going to, like the theme and actually every character not having the same rules, like the same heroics, definitely makes you play differently and you have to think more ahead where yep. in the earlier rules with everyone having the same thing, it was just like, okay, you've got four points of mine left, you have three left, okay, we're probably going to try and do this and this. Whereas, yeah, like now mainly the generic captains pretty much all have heroic march. Yeah. Where yeah. not... Where, like, Rumil, for an example, only has heroic defense. So he doesn't have strike, doesn't have strength, doesn't have march, I, he just has defense. Silly. <laughs> certain characters, like, certain name ones I'd, I'd like to have. Like, there is certain name ones that you can kind of guess why they don't have it, but Rumil is, I don't know, feels like he's missing a missing an opportunity there. Well, I think Galadrim in a whole have things that are missing that shouldn't be missing like most of their heroes can't be mounted most of the heroes are also only two attacks instead of three but as people have pointed out to me from lore wise they say you know rumors is a bit of a glorified security guard where how deer was really good with a sword and bow so why should he have three attacks when he's like a bit of a multi-purpose warrior and I was like, well, okay. Why does Legolas only have two attacks? And everyone says, well, in the movies, he only uses his bow. And I was like, well, have you seen the movies? He definitely gets up there in close combat and does stuff. Why, why does Toriel have more attacks base and also get her special rule that when she's outnumbered, like a Mirkwood Ranger starts Because she's a attacks? fucking badass. Don't you dare drag her down with your conversation. Excuse no, me. No, I was just Back saying, like, up. hey, I always run her as well, because why would you not? 
But she is cheap and of value, but also eighty-five points of pure amazingness. That's yes. that's not the disgust you should have. The disgust you should have is fucking the the, the absolute unnecessary love story that they tried to shoehorn in there. Well, it wouldn't have been the twenty tens without a love story, wouldn't it? No, look, it was a bit much for me. I, I just thought it was unnecessary. I'm just I'm just not big on uh, movies feeling the need to absolutely have a love story. It's okay. It's okay to have war without love. All right. Okay. Look, the more we talk about it, and the more I think about like how much I actually liked the Battle of the Five Armies movie. And I mean, look, they're, they're they're just fine if we can just get Jermaine to just jump on board and watch a whole one with us. We'd, be, uh, we'd all be there, wouldn't we, Jermaine? Hey, Discord chat. Oh, look, I'm I'm not I'm Make not sure going to lie. Like, we uh, might have to have a bit of an event, fellas. I'm just suggesting that we maybe maybe get it out. You know, maybe paint some models at the same time. Maybe oh. do a few couple of things together. I've got some Easter links to build. Look, maybe do something fi- Battle of Five Armies themed. I don't know. I've got plenty of Iron Dwarves actually floating around. And I I've do have the... a Thranny. Well, I've got and a well, I've got the yeah, I've got Thrangel on Elk. Give Jermaine a chance paint. to paint some Dale. That'd be very much appreciated. Yeah, no worries, mate. Don't worry, I've got plenty of oranges that you need to paint that army. <laughs> As I say, once we actually finish up tonight, I'm actually going to go ahead and rewatch the original three again. I definitely know it's available on Stan. Nice. I mean, I could always go and pull out my old DVDs, but they're in the Ooh. garage somewhere hidden deep oh, down. So. You saucy minx. No, mm. <laughs> big... Uh, what I... This, not to jump too far off topic, but streaming services, thank you for allowing me to stop wherever I want in a movie. And uh, and doing the exact same thing as my DVD, except I don't have to put you back in. Yes, no, that's that's the greatest part of streaming. Except for I would just wish there wasn't, you know, fifteen different ones. Now, with all pretty much majority of my other having completely different, all the same shit. It's just yeah, off topic, mm. but yes, ridiculous. Solid value. Um, with probably probably my might be just the last thing we talk about here as far as Lord of the Rings goes for now. Just. Just for now, we'll, I have no doubt we'll jump back to this topic in future. Favorite model? What are we loving lately, fellas? There's been so many, so many new models come out. What are, What are you loving? What are, What are they giving you that you just like? That is an awesome model that I will have to add to my collection. Well, I know mine. Oh, I'll go on. Would have to be the Dragon Cult Acolytes for Easterlings. Mm-hmm. When when they originally came out, I didn't really think much of them. But after seeing the rules, how they had throwing daggers in Fight 4, which I was playing around with the idea of Easterlings allowing in some Corsairs to have some throwing weapons of their own and some Fight 4 for cheaper. After seeing that, I was like, oh, okay, nice. So I was fortunate enough to get some fairly early after the original release and like actually seeing them in person and how well... They are detailed. They look way better in person than they do on the net, in my opinion. They're, the resin from Forge World has improved. With yes. their newer models, it's a much yes. nicer resin than it was before. And as I said before the show started, we I'm mm-hmm. also fortunate enough to have the new Emperor model for the Easterlings and the two new heroes as well, and all of them are all amazing sculpts. And do not regret spending all the monies and my lungs to buy them. 
<laughs> and your lungs. Uh, Jermaine, any, any models that you've seen that you're just like, yes, that is an awesome model. I must have you one day. Yeah, I'm just looking at, I was looking at what well, everything before we, we got set up tonight. And yeah. I've just noticed they've got these new ones that have either come out or are coming out from Lord of the yeah. Rings is the Grimborn. How Gr good. Grimbjorn. Yeah. I'm loving that, you know. Yeah. The bears look amazing. Yeah. I could never yeah, probably paint one myself yeah. looking that good, but Yeah, you the Beordlings, like they are they are amazing, Jermaine. I, I took one look at them. I'm I'm actually a huge fan of uh of that like because they only had the one before and, and he like you could take him but he kinda of felt out of sorts, whereas now at least you've got a few more of the Beordlings you can you can run them all together as an actual army of their own. Yeah, uh, which is though I know the model you're talking about, and that is it is a very even if it, even in its grey sculpt mm -hmm. without any paint on it, it looks it looks gorgeous. It is it looks gorgeous, darling. It's gorgeous, darling. Gorgeous. Um, it's 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 a very nice looking model. Um, and the the just the uh, build I think they uh, buildings on themselves in a three pack. Yes, they also look nice. They also look very very nice. Um. I love yeah, the big Bertha, Bertha, Bertha style woman just swinging the axe. She's yeah. she she yeah. you know she's the kind of woman you can know you could take home to mama and knows that she's going to protect the little boy. <laughs> I um I I for one I, I like the, the what they did for the Dunlandings. So they're like, I like I like the Viking kind of look, but like the mm. Dunlandings, what they did with the the newer Forge World ones, they look amazing. Um, they they just. Yeah, they look the the rules. Yeah, but the models themselves, yeah, chef's kiss. Mm. Um, well done, whoever designed those bad boys, because they are amazing looking models. I, I'm loving the the new character models that they've they've made. I love that actually as well. Um, the warden from Gondor. Um, he is Huron. Yes, the, the tall. Love his pose. Huge fan of his pose on foot. His his sword. Uh, he his horse model um, with him swing the sword is also dope, but love his stoic, you shall not pass kind of look on foot. It is, yeah, he's amazing. I have one he... floating around that needs a lick of paint and a bit of love. And um, yeah, he's, he's amazing. Yeah, the, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, no, the, the, the dour, the dour stoic look on his face is pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, on that the, one, yeah. When he first came out, I think we, well, we, Drew, were you one of the ones thinking as well that we thought he was like a, a newer version of um, uh, like a Boromir or a um, or even a newer version of the King version? Did you think he was uh, he was another a different one of the already main characters, just re vision? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, seemed a little bit stale. He looked a little bit between like Boromir and uh, Aragorn had a son. <laughs> like, <laughs> when we first got a, like a like one of those sneak peeks at him, I was like, oh, is, is that a new version of the King version of Aragorn, or, or is that Boromir re envisioning, or like, <laughs> which you know, uh, the White Tower version of Boromir is still boss, so you don't really need a re envisioning of that. I'd love for them to have another. They've had another re crack at Aragorn. Um. As the the three hunters, but I cannot wait for them to have another crack at him as a sealed door, uh, as a sealed door's heir. 
um, as the king. Because the, the king model, and I think we can all agree, is it was is a, a great model for the time it was made. But it, it needs a it needs some love. It needs a nice old update um, so we can we can enjoy it fully. Because the I think a really good example of a, a really nice update was the um, the Gandalf. Uh, the yeah, that was very good. The Gandalf with the um, with Pippin being able to sit as well, and like you, if you didn't glue him, you could just put him there and take him off. Put him there and take him off. Um, that that to me, yeah, I can't wait. I'm I'm envisioning somewhere down the road I'm going to get a shiny new Aragon model because my my favorite of Aragon currently in the release um, is actually still the um, the original Three Hunters where he's got the hood over the top of his face. I have that one for my um, Grey Company. Love it. Thinks great. He's got the bow bow arm out, he's got the hood over. Looks dark and mysterious, but I feel like once they do a new king, uh, version of the the king, um, I think I'll I'll enjoy that much much more. I so I, I really love Thrangel on Elk from Forge yeah, World. Naturally, I'm lucky to have that model. It's, Forge World model. It's incredible. There is a hero set that not many people know about because it was like a limited run Games Day or Warhammer World event day thing, and it's called the Defenders of Lake Town. Okay. It has. It sounds familiar. Yeah, it has Bard, Legolas, and Toriel in like alternate poses, and they're Forge World resin. Yeah, and I awesome. know what you're talking about. And now yeah. the pricings for that have like skyrocketed up. And in my opinion, that's the best Bard pose by far. I um, I'm not too worried about that. That I know the one you're talking about, but I wasn't too worried about that in particular because the other, the other versions of them were actually still quite good. Like. The normal bard's pretty good, but him being normal Games Workshop resin, mine came to me with an awkward sword and... I wouldn't just, even bother. Uh, if you're not putting him on Windlance, why are you bothering? I'd play with him on horse. Yeah, you would. Soft. <laughs> Soft. Look at my horse. It's amazing. Nah, not worth it. <laughs> Windlance, baby. Windlance. I don't win games though, so I'm... Yeah, that's why I call it the win lance, not the wind. I, I get what it's actually called, but it's the win lance. <laughs> if I you guess... really don't like a character, you win! <laughs> Yeet! <laughs> Fair. And yeah, like, I would... Yeah, because I kind of jumped... I, I jumped into a, a segue there on you fellas. I, I, I told you my favorite model, but then I bounced into something I really, really want. Is there any model that you'd love to see an update for? Any model that you're just like, I need this character either oh. if it's not already made or something you want updated. What do you What do you really really need? Uh, <laughs> so Rumil getting a new model. And do not really say Thrandal. Not great, Andrew. All right. No, do not say Thrandal. Because we we got the Rumil and Orifin set on Forge yep. World. The Orifin model looks awesome. Air quote does look a bit like Thrandral. Change one. He has two swords and very similar pose. Got him. But the new Rumil pose looks real bad, in my opinion. Okay. He just literally looks like a generic Gladrum. Where at least the old Rumil model, how his shield is like out and his sword is, you know, more in like a defensive stature. It looks way cooler and more definable, I guess you could say. 
Okay, so what do you, what do you actually want there? So you've you've got a couple to look at yourself. So you are you just saying you just want it to I don't know, be more like shield dynamic, over, over just the better top or over the top of the sword like it used to be. Just I don't know. I, I guess it's harder to, as well to keep making things fresh. Like Haldir has quite a few poses. Uh his 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 poses are pretty good. Both of them. Yeah, and, and all of them are very good. He's got like four because he's got the two sets of the one where he's like part wood elf with way less armor and everything. And then there's the one where he's got the bow. I think that one's average. <laughs> with the armor, <laughs> the armor and bow. And then the one where he's got the sword in the air. I um I think the one where he's holding it by the side when he's like charging at Helm's Deep, that one's dope. The sword one. It looks like yeah. it's in motion. And if you've got the sword, the sword version of the of the uh, elves, uh, the elves that well, they're literally called his elves. Um, if you've got those versions, um, as well, they look really cool in the line. Very, very cool looking. But so that's what you want. You want a room mill. I'm just a little bit disappointed on the new one that they gave us. Oh, okay. Well, kisses, mate. Kisses. <laughs> I got a new one. <laughs> I didn't realize. I was Here I am suggesting a model that's like, I don't know, how many years old? And you're just like, I got a new one. I didn't like it. <laughs> Send it <back. laughs> well, Send I, it I actually think Azog, like having a new model, could be something interesting. I don't think so. Only because there's so many of him. I, and that's funny coming from me saying I want another Aragon model. But um, Azog has like such a limited... His story's already been told. So that's why I don't. I just don't think it'd be practical because his story in The, in the, the Hobbit is, um, is already told. It's, it's done. There's no... Like with, if we're talking about how you get one, we're going to get one through the new expansion books. And I just can't see... A reason why we would take another trip down, like his story. If does that make sense? Yeah, that's fair. So I just don't. I just don't like. Look, it might be. It might be nice if they do like a a, a new reimagining of, or like one of his scenes. But like, he's he's had a lot of them. Like, he's, even that that one where he's um that one that's just about to run out of stock. Um, will run out of production. It, there's that's you know that's a pretty good one, and that's one of the rare ones where you actually get his like flail, which was absolutely broken. I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> it's pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair, fair. It had some rules that made no sense. Um, Almost choked on my water. <laughs> yeah, look, he chokes on it. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny if we were to bounce back to, um, to like how like how dear has the the four models because he has like just his normal like I roam around the woods kind of garb and then he has the I've gone to war garb for both sword and bow, um, whereas obviously Rumil gets the uh, the old super old model which I actually I did. I thought the, the the original old model was was pretty good, um, and then obviously 
some we've got some critics around here about these newer ones. So um, it is what it is. But I just don't think you're going to get your second choice either. So thanks, Drew. Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. <laughs> um, Jermaine, pick please pick something that makes way more sense than Drew, so we don't we don't pick that apart for the next five minutes. I would like to have the uh, the original fellowship redone. Really? You want a full fellowship redo? Well, maybe not a full redo. I mean, I'm pretty happy with Gimli. He looks good. Legolas, okay. you know, yeah, sure. Does okay. he look a little bit, you know, slanty-eyed? Probably. But <laughs> right. it's the mushroom eyes that um, Gandalf has that really throws me off. <laughs> he, I mean, he he looking way out there. Yeah, right. I'm really, just not digging the mushroom eyes. <laughs> yeah, the mushroom eyes looks like he's had down. You know, gone into the forest, found a few mushrooms. Like, I'll be back in a moment. I just need to smoke <laughs> something. I'll be back. I'm going on an adventure. Um, we're, all right. We're taking oh, the my, hobbits to Isengard. God, God, God. Um, and just a little bit more care on the faces of Poromir and Aragorn yeah, in the, that one. I, They've not aged well. I, I, for its time though, and being that it was in plastic, they they have they've they've held up alright. They have those models have, have yeah have obviously because that's the that's the models from the Fellowship, the original. They have they've stood the Ooh. quite the test of time. Um, all right, that's fair. But there's a lot there's a lot of models in there. I'm, yeah. I'm just not sure you're gonna get that. One. Oh, I don't really care about the rest of them. It's just yeah, the mushroom eyes on Gandalf more so, and given Aragorn and. And Poromir a bit more love yeah, in the let face. Me just find it just so I can see old old mushroom eyes for myself. Uh, where are we? The fellowship. Here we go. So we're talking. We're talking about the plastic one, aren't we? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Old, old blue hat holding it up. And what I love about Legolas is he's not actually even looking by the looks of it where his face is. No, he's, he's just straight on. Just absolutely. Actually, the Aragon model in that that one's pretty good. The one I agree with the, that. Yeah, the one that he's striking. Uh, the pose, yeah, the pose is great. It's just the face. Yeah. I, no. But you can't really do much for that, I guess. No, what is I mean, like a twenty-year-old set? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> yes. Give it, give it some time, Jermaine. It's going to age mm. really, really well. Mm. Fine wine, fine wine. It turns out, um, Jermaine, also, if you shade really, really, really nicely, you don't have to worry about mushroom eyes at all. It just looks like he's squinting super hard. <laughs> super hard. No, well, I did actually think of an actual better model that I'd much prefer. Oh, here he goes. Old, old Captain changed his mind. Yeah, go on. <laughs> the Balrog. Mm. Yeah, all right. Now, hear, hear me out. This is my reasoning yep. why. Mm -hmm. Same thing. It's... 15, 20 years old. Very good for its time, but now with how plastics and stuff and the Forge World resins and stuff have become so much finer detail, I think they could really do like a better weapon, better whip, better face, better wings, and like even his like the lava sort of stuff that's across his skin and stuff. Yep. They could just go to extreme lengths with that and like even having multiple poses or something with it. I think they, that could be a model that would definitely would sell if they made a new one. So yeah, here's the hoping. Mm. Yeah, there's a chance um, they would have. Yeah, it'd have to be a full like Moria supplement for them to justify like redoing the whole model. Um, look, it is a model that I think has a lot of potential. 
Like you could get some, as you said, like I think you could get some really nice effects with what they can do now out of it. I think, yeah. Well, I th- what's also interesting is obviously like in um, in 30k you get Cabander uh, and um, Angron, which is like a little bit Baroggy. <laughs> like they've all got wings, they've all got like horn faces, and you kind of like you get the aesthetic, and you just like you get an image for like what they could really turn the Balrog into. Um, obviously, on mod, uh, like stat-wise, there's nothing you need to fix on the barrel. He he stomps just fine. Um, but yeah, like heck, maybe if you're feeling really spicy, maybe you could convert one from the one of those like those those demons, the greater demons of corn, and just go nuts. The scaling would be all kinds of wrong though. Um, but I don't know. Cool. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for the you're welcome. Thanks for the add-on. It's a supplement, pleasure, if you more will. Fun. <laughs> more pleasure, more fun. All right, cool. So we're just going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Uh, we've made it to the end of another, another chat, another long episode, gathering together, talking around the hobby table. Um... Fellas, again, I just I'd like to continue the tradition of a hobby tip, share with our listeners something, something we've learned. I, you know, a grain of rice, a shred of wisdom. Jermaine, share, share some wisdom, lay some on us, homie. Well, I might actually go back to the uh, one we mentioned earlier. One I mentioned earlier in the episode is uh, if you are going to be doing some form of remodeling, as it were, or making a change. Oh, yeah always have a steady amount of the green stuff mm. and uh, okay. never drill too far. Never <laughs> drill too far. I, I got I gotta, I gotta, I gotta some for you, fatty. I'm pretty too far. <laughs> um, look, the drill, the old drill, have different drill bits. Yeah, look. And also, don't be afraid um, of conversion. Um, I think for a lot of the... Uh, a, lot of, a lot of people starting out in the hobby, a conversion like can start incredibly simple can be swapping out a gun i think like space marines are the probably easiest to do that on swapping out swords and and guns and all sorts kind of chopping them at the wrist because everything kind of adds like looks exactly the same when you and uh, a little bit of a little bit drilling into the hand and into the wrist component is a really simple conversion um obviously if you are going to pin it um cutting it cutting your um your paper clip down to such a small thing can kind of be a, a dangerous thing and if you're going to do that i recommend doing that into the uh the the paper <laughs> because that thing will fly everywhere uh that's a that's a good one jermaine um drew what do you got so whenever i do any army or big project air quote i like to have a general idea of how i'm going to do my bases and the army general i'll pick mm-hmm. a couple of primary colors and the yep. thing that i found the best by far is to look at the ranges of spray cans available of different colors whether that be citadel army painter stuff that i've tried some is good and some is hit and miss yep but like say if you oh, i'm gonna do ultramarines sweet 
McCrug Blue in a can, always consistent, straight from the can. Mm-hmm. If you're in an area that you can't... Base. Yeah, and if, if, if you're in an area that you don't have space or whatever to keep an airbrush, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I've said, like for size, consistency and everything, straight out of the thing, straight over the plastic or straight over the metal, straight one coat. And then the more you do it, the more consistent you get. Then you can go straight onto a wash. You've like already done a couple of steps straight up and you can go way quicker. And so a, bit of a, I've, a bit of a time-saving measure, you might say, there. With, yes, uh, 100%. Keeping in mind what, what's currently out because obviously um, I think in, in, you've referenced uh, some of the Games Workshop spray paints and they kind of they cycle through some some of the colours. So if you pick something like, uh, I think Mournfane Brown was an amazing one. That's the one I did for my Yes, and that, uh, that left, same as Rhinox Hide. Yeah, I, I, started, I but, started by just spraying that over the, the whole army and everything else was built off of that that really important first layer. Um, obviously that was convenient for me. I didn't, I didn't do that with that, that like all planned out, but if you are starting a new project, just maybe, um, having a bit of a look at what sprays are easily available to you to maybe give you a leg up on it. For sure. I wish younger me undercoated stuff because I just went straight paint to metal and plastic and old oh, resin. Oh, so maybe that should be your hobby tip. Please undercoat so that's your my models, guilty. ladies and gentlemen. Please undercoat your models. It <laughs> definitely helps. Do what Donnie don't Andrew does. <laughs> <laughs> what about you then, mate? What's your tip? Uh, my tip is it's the hobby book. All right. So I, I for one, I'm, I've grown to be a bit of an experimenter. I don't always follow this the scheme. Um, so... Uh, you'll find a lot of different places will offer you a lot of um, pre-painted guides. Um, it's like, oh, do this, this, and this. I um, I do a little bit less of that. So nowadays when I'm kind of planning out my models, I kind of just pick the colors I like and do just things that are aesthetically pleasing to me. Um, so in doing that, I use the old book and pen much more than I ever did as a youth. Um, because I was following so many so many painting guides uh, from other areas that I was I was never having to worry about because I always had it somewhere, so I always knew how to do it. So I I now use the old pen and pen and little hobby book. So I write down my recipes, my painting guide recipes. My suggestion for any any listeners that are you know kind of just experimenting and and doing doing their, doing their own thing or learning their own recipe, um, do keep a pen and pen pen and pad handy, write it down. Um, if it's something you absolutely love, uh, that way you'll have it written down because plenty of times I'll I'll do it on a project and I'll forget and I'll come back later and what do you know? I've forgotten how to, forgotten what I even did for it. So you may really like the effect, but recreating it without knowing what I did can also be, be a bit of trial and error and I'd rather not go through all that again. So that's my hobby tip is try and uh, if you're trying new things, maybe keep a little bit of a record on it. I fell victim to that many times. Yeah, look, I think we all have. Found something that's like, yeah, that looks really good. What did I do? Piss. I do not remember what I did for that. And that's it. You made it to the end. 
If you're looking for more hobby content or keen to reach out for your thoughts, comments or segments you'd like us to cover in future, uh, please feel free to check us out on Facebook, Twitter or Insta at Rolling With Ones um, or you can contact us by email at rollingwithones at gmail.com. That's rolling with the number one S at gmail.com. From Andrew, Jermaine and myself, bye for now.